0: This is Jonathan Hansen, and I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. Today, my special guest is former House Republican Caucus Chair, 12 years, State Representative Matt Shea. He's also the senior pastor of On Fire Ministries and Kingdom Christian Academy. He resides with his wife in Spokane Valley, Spokane, Washington. He's an allied attorney with the Alliance Defending Freedom and affiliated attorney with the Pacific Justice Institute. Welcome back, Matt.
1: Well, it's great to be back on again, Dr. Hansen. Thank you.
0: Well, it's always good being with you. We've done different programs. We've done radio. We've done television. We've done conferences. And you're a true man of God. You're a true patriot. From my World Ministries International Ministry Facebook with Dr. Jonathan Hanson, I read... A quote from the Patriot Post, it says, We should never forget the Constitution was not written to restrain citizens' behavior. It was written to restrain the government's behavior. Rand Paul. Matt?
1: You know, that's critical. And I found the White has now said and asked for states to ignore the Supreme Court. So he's now recognizing nullification and the idea that the states are actually the place where police powers should be executed, not the federal government, and that the federal government is an agent of the state. So I I appreciate the pretender in the White House finally recognizing this, and so uh, I guess that gives us carte blanche to begin ignoring him in his unconstitutional mandates, uh, particularly that are coming against houses of worship. Really what he's trying to set up is to make everything under a control mechanism of the federal government. We already know that the Antichrist spirit is at work in the world right now and wants to try to centralize control through a one-world economy, a one-world government, and a one-world religion. And it's interesting to me that, that America is becoming the country watched around the world. What are we going to do as Christians here? And I think the answer is we're going to obey God rather than men.
0: Well, you're exactly right, Matt. I've done a series of programs, messages, sermons on television over the last month on great anointing. Using the examples of some movers and shakers in the past, my message just a couple days ago was great anointing. The power of testimonies carried Judd Montgomery. It says, America and the church need another great awakening. The church is very sick. Most Christians are no longer capable to deal with the sin and tyranny sweeping America because they have become part of the problem in America. They have deluded and compromised the Word of God to include sins of abomination, such as accepting or even ordaining homosexuals and lesbians as priests or pastors. These type of lukewarm Christians come to church, live in cohabitations with fornicators and adulterers. They watch every type of filthy movie, TV program, pornography on the internet or in magazines. These Christians are so far away from intimacy with God that they have no discernment and under a spirit of deceivableness, so they gullibly obey the lies of the leader or political party that has become a Hitler or the Nazis. They ignorantly, stupidly, and cowardly watch as the laws are changed, which are unconstitutional and they have no spirit of the line of Judah in them, to criticize, disobey, or resist the tyranny taking place right in front of their eyes. They, like the Jews and Christians in Europe and Germany, who did not have courage to be true ambassadors, to speak against evil in every form, including politics and unconstitutional laws, or to flee when they had time and warning to do so, instead became trapped, arrested, and many rounded up and taken to concentration camps where millions died. The men and women who led the first and second great awakening were totally in love with Christ. They were willing to deny themselves, family, friends, businesses, and careers in pursuit and in service of God. They wanted to be filled with a third person of the Trinity called the baptism of the Holy Ghost so they could obey the Great Commission and make disciples in their nation, heal the sick, cast out demons, and raise the dead. They wanted to truly be real ambassadors of Jesus Christ and were willing to tarry as commanded by the Lord when he ascended to obtain the power and authority needed to accomplish the task of being an ambassador. Uh, Matt, we need a great awakening in the United States of America. We need it in the church. We
1: absolutely do. And there's three things here that I want to unpack the first is the difference between a revival and an awakening. A revival is localized to an area. An awakening is for nations, and God wants an awakening in the United States of America. But many people don't understand what that actually means. We need to be ready not just to preach the gospel of the kingdom and to make disciples, but we need to be ready for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in new and fresh ways that we may not be used to that will shatter the old traditions and religious spirits that are so prevalent in the body of Christ today. And it's also important to understand that with awakenings comes transformation, not just of individuals and families and communities, but comes a transformation of a country. And as you well know, with each previous great awakening, I know many people say there's four or five... I just want to talk about the two specifically, the one that preceded the American Revolution, that typically following a Great Awakening, there's a war. Yes. And so you had the American Revolution following the First Great Awakening, and then you had the Civil War following the Second Great Awakening. We need to be conscious of the fact that what is happening, that the battle that is happening in the spirit will eventually manifest In the physical and to the extent that we are going deep into Jesus Christ, that's how much that's going to manifest in the physical or how little it's going to manifest in the physical. We need to take that spiritual warfare very seriously.
0: Well, I totally agree. I refer to my ministry Facebook, World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. If a person is listening, you need to be following my ministry Facebook, World Ministries International with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I not only put up a daily blog, but it's a running newspaper. My blog two days ago said, hunger and humility for the fullness of God is what gave the leaders of the Great Awakening their tremendous anointing to have the supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. Do you want what Jesus commanded for his disciples to tarry for? Hunger and humility, Matt. These are two things the church needs.
1: Two things the church needs very much. And and candidly, many, many sermons have been given on humility. We need to stop talking about it, and we need to start living it. And it needs to become not just even a lifestyle, but a saturation of Holy Spirit in our lives in every possible uh, way, in every possible area of our lives, Our, our, our spirit, our soul, our body, our relationships, our finances. It needs to cover all of that. And I, I've seen the enemy attacks from the outside in. God built from the inside out. And the enemy, through this COVID, it was very clear the enemy was attacking from the outside in. The enemy was attacking the finances, was attacking our relationships, you know, attacking the economy and the isolation and attacking our body attacking from the outside in. We need to recognize that... This is how the enemy works, and it seems like right now, COVID is going to end here in about March or April. Britain has just ended it, <laughs> and it seems like we're heading right toward that, The COVID will end in March or April, and will be replaced by war and even further attempts at control mechanisms. So what's the answer? The answer is Jesus Christ, and the answer is also to understand that the enemy is raging because God is already on the move, He just needs us to be available. He's already available. Is the church ready for this, to live a life that God is calling us to in immediate obedience, but also in what you're talking about, in true holiness? And along that line, cancel your Netflix subscription, right? Why are we watching these things instead of pressing into the Lord?
0: Well, you're totally correct, Matt. The enemy is not going to quit. I did a interview previously before you came on with Attorney Stephen Pigeon, and we talked about even a, a report that I, I read, headline news, where over half of the Democrats believes that those that do not want to take a vaccination, they should be incarcerated. They haven't given up their agenda. Biden hasn't given up their agenda, and the world is watching America right now.
1: That's exactly right. Everything that has happened up to this point is trying to prepare people to receive a mark of the beast, to receive a one-world economy where you cannot buy or sell unless you have that mark, to receive a one-world religion. And as you saw, you know, in a a Middle Eastern country, they're building a one-world religion facility that centers primarily around Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And obviously is an attempt to make everyone compromise toward this one world religion and one world economy. And what really makes the enemy terrified is that we see ourselves and we see the Lord as he sees it. That we see ourselves as sons and daughters in the kingdom. We understand our identity and the authority that we have been given Luke 10.19, that we have been given all authority over all the power of the enemy, and that we begin to walk that out as a kingdom on earth, that his will in heaven is done here on earth, that terrifies the enemy. And kingdom, I think we've kind of pigeonholed it as just religion when we're supposed to be transforming politics, we're supposed to be transforming the business realm, supposed to be transforming the healthcare realm and the media realm and all of these other areas of our society we're supposed to be transforming them, not them transforming us.
0: Well, you're totally correct, Matt. Uh, the kingdom of God, we're supposed to be walking it on earth right now. You and I extending the kingdom of God through, again, the third person of the Trinity. Most people don't even seek the Holy Spirit. They don't want to obey the Great Commission. They don't want to tarry. They try to do it with mental assent, with their vanity, and it hasn't gotten us anywhere. And that's why my message, again, it was titled, and I've done a series of them now, but the last one, Great Anointing, The Power of Testimonies. If you don't have a testimony, I don't need to listen to you. I can read the Bible if you only have a story to say, but you should have a testimony. You should have power and authority. The third person of the Trinity should be walking with you and through you, and you should be doing signs and wonders. Matt?
1: Absolutely. Signs and wonders have to follow. And I want to encourage your listeners that this is already happening. We're already seeing a pouring out of the Holy Spirit. We saw it. it Uh, at the ministry here last Sunday, but I want to share a very specific example and tie this exactly in of why it's so important that miracle signs and wonders follow the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom and the making of disciples, the loving of our neighbor, and the loving of the Lord our God with all our spirit, with all our soul, with all of our strength. So a couple of weeks ago, we had a funeral for somebody in our congregation, one of of, uh, our elders' sons, And afterwards, we were fellowshipping in the cafe next door, and all of a sudden, one of our other congregants, one of our other friends, Bob, started having a stroke right in front of us. He could not speak. He was slurring his words. His face was drooping on one side. He could not lift his left arm. He started falling out of his chair. So we immediately started praying for him. The paramedics came. They put him on a gurney. They actually had to strap him in because he was falling off. He was so bad. The stroke was so bad. They took him immediately to the hospital. They ran him through a CT scan, and they identified in the CT scan a blood clot in his brain. Now, Dr. Hansen, as soon as he came out of that CT scan, he was totally healed.
0: Praise Completely
1: God. Totally healed. And, and the doctor came in and said, I want to talk to the stroke patient. He said, I am a stroke patient, and the doctor said, this is impossible, and, and he looked at his wife, and his wife said, well, this happened at church, and we prayed for him. He was totally healed. They ran through a battery of tests, completely, 100% healed. He testified at church the next Sunday, and here's my point with this. Those kind of miracles, those kinds of signs, those kinds of wonders, they, they make people have to make a choice. Was that real or was it not? Those doctors have to make a choice. They saw it. God let him go through the CT scan so it was medically verified. They have to make a choice now. Was that real or was it not? And if it was real, how did that happen? Was that God? That's why miracles are so important because they force people to make a choice. And I think that that's the time that we're in. There's no more sitting on the fence. There's no more mealy mouth stuff. There's no more compromise. Either the God of the Bible, Yahweh, either the the Messiah, the Anointed One, Jesus Christ, either Holy Spirit is real or they're not. And we know they're real, and people have got to make a choice what side are they
0: on. You know, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, Jesus said and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and in earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always to the end of the age. Luke 24, 47 through 53. And that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as Bethany, lifted up his hands and blessed them. And now it came to pass when he blessed them, he parted from them and was carried into heaven. And they worshiped and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Now, Acts 2, 1 through 4, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and it sat on each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, We need to once again back to the reality of what shook the first century, the second century church. That's the power of God flowing through his disciples. He said, Terry, don't even try to represent me until you are filled, until I can flow through you, work through you, work in you, and you can lay hands on the sick and my power will heal them. But the church, Matt, has gotten away from this. They try to do it in their own efforts, their own vanity, their own strength, and they have not accomplished the task. We need to once again have the third person of the Trinity working through us, living in us, and we need to have intimacy with God daily, and we need to shake America because we're in a battle for the survival of the republic.
1: We are 100% in a battle for the survival of the republic, and the purpose of the republic here in America is to glorify Jesus Christ and to spread the gospel and to make disciples and to heal the sick and to deliver those who are oppressed and reclaim that idea And really, more importantly, walk into our identity. There there are so many congregations. I know you've you've run into pastors who preach that, no, that was back then for the apostles and the prophets back in that day. What a hopeless gospel to preach that it was only back in that day as if God's power was somehow bounded and limited. And what, what I believe the Lord is speaking to all of us today is that not only is his power unlimited. He wants it to move today. We just need to realize who we are in Christ Jesus and that Holy Spirit is going to flow through us when we walk into and become sons and daughters in his kingdom instead of just talking about what it means to be a son and daughter. There's a total difference between talking about it and knowing it intellectually and becoming it and fulfilling it as Christ Jesus wants us to. As you well know, around the world, you can go to Africa, and they're so much more receptive to the move of the Holy Spirit in Africa, and Holy Spirit will always bring offense to those that have a religious spirit, and we see that here in America, and it's time, I think, for that whole religious spirit and traditions and, and all of the things associated with that to be just shattered by a powerful move of God, and I believe, like I said before, it is already happening. We just need to be ready to receive it.
0: Well, Mark 12, 29 through 31, Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul, your mind, and with your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Now, 2 Peter 1, 2-4 Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be part partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world. The movers and shakers, uh, the great awakening, one and two, uh, the first, second, and second, third century church, the apostles, uh, the, the heroes of the Bible, uh, all of these love God with all of their heart. They pursued God with all of their heart, all of their strength. Uh, they moved into being partakers of his divine Nature, where the characteristics of Jesus Christ flowed through them, the fruits of the Holy Spirit and the power of God. They became partakers of his divine nature because why? Because they loved God with all of their heart, their soul, their mind, their strength. And that's the key. The church, to a great extent, has lost the love of God, its mental ascent, we need to have a, a great awakening, a revival, a repentance, a coming back to our first love.
1: There, there's a very clear theme in Malachi about the hearts of the fathers being turned toward the sons and the hearts of the sons turned toward the father. We need to understand the father's heart. We need to understand the father's heart. And when a veil was torn, father ran to mankind. He ran, just like, the, just like the story of the prodigal son, father ran to mankind. And there are so many people, I think, that just don't think they're worthy still. And so they, they can't even receive, like you're talking about, the love of the father. They can't even receive it, let alone love other people in the way that Christ wants us to love. And I really believe it starts there with the heart of the father. Do we have our hearts turned toward the Father? Because His heart is already turned toward us. We, we need to be able to receive that love for this time and understand that we were made worthy, we were made righteous to the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when He, when he said, it is finished, He meant it is finished. We don't have to start going down five-point programs of, of this and that and as if it's something we need to do. To make ourselves worthy, Christ has already paid the price. We need to receive it in the full measure that he wants us to receive it.
0: On again, my ministry Facebook, World Ministries International, with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, It says, don't let critics and judgmental people bother you. Just ignore their sins and continue to love and forgive them. And serve God faithfully, and let God deal with their bitterness and unforgiveness. Uh, Again, hunger and humility. We just continue to chase God. We don't let our vanity be affected, uh, get offended. But we continue to chase God and we let the power of God flow through us because God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. That's where you're going to see the supernatural. Now, I wanted to touch on We're running out of time already. Uh, COVID concentration camps now activated. Things like this. I was actually uh, uh, registered to testify last week. And you and I talked about it at the Washington Board of Health, and then they, they backed away from uh, talking about uh, internment camps and putting the unvaccinated there, and they started backpedaling. But ladies and gentlemen, we need, again, a great awakening. Eagles Saving Nations. Eagles Saving Nations. I want you to go on my website, www.worldministries.org, www worldministries.org. You're going to find Eagle Saving Nations. Click it on, and you'll see the vision statement, the mission statement, a statement of faith, and membership. I want you to be a member of Eagles Saving Nations. I'm going to read you just a vision statement. To wake up Christians to the reality of the situation that is taking place in the United States of America today, to expose the forces that are, that are attempting <clears throat> to replace the Republic of America Under the morality of God, defined in the Bible with tyranny, thus communism, to educate Christians in every nation regarding the goals and operations of the forces aligned and associated with a new world order. They are orchestrating one crisis after another throughout the world to move mankind into a world government as described in the book of Revelation to have leaders, people in every walk of life, in every nation, join eagles-saving nations, and rise up to be true ambassadors of Jesus Christ, filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, having the power and authority to do spiritual battle to save their nation, to stop the tyranny that is taking place using COVID-19 as an excuse to ignore the Constitution of the United States and Bill of Rights, to stop the tyranny in other nations that is trying to take away people's liberties and freedoms, making them subject to control by people with evil motives and goals, to conduct conferences in nations where eagle-saving nations have membership. These conferences will be focused on training, strategy, exhortation, worship, preaching, allowing the glory of God to manifest with people being baptized in the Holy Ghost, others constantly overflowing with the Holy Spirit. We want them to leave the conference encouraged, refreshed, strengthened with a power and authority to accomplish confronting the evil forces that are trying to enslave God's people and their nation. Like God gave the power and authority now to Peter, instead of keeping his mouth shut and running away, now he preaches powerfully. 3,000 are saved. Eagles Saving Nations, www.worldministries.org. Matt Eagles Saving Nations.
1: You know, we, we, we just need to embrace where God wants us to be. And like I said before, many people are watching. What is the church going to do? What is the body of Christ going to do? Are we going to allow his power to flow? Are we going to let our, ourselves and our intellect get in the way? And in this time... Uh, My final thought is that things will change overnight if the church would just stand up now in the authority of Jesus Christ and by the power of Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to the Warning Radio Program. Again, I urge you to become a member of Eagles Saving Nations, www.worldministries.org. A move of God by professionals and laymen in all areas of society, from law enforcement to attorneys, from medical doctors, scientists, all over, are joining eagle-saving nations. We need another great awakening based again on the Holy Spirit operating through us as we are in total submission to God and allow a mighty revival, which is repentance, to come back on this nation If not, this nation is going to be judged. This nation is going to fall. Persecution will come. The book of Revelation warns it, and only the church can stop it. Only the church can delay it. If we will rise up and be what the church is supposed to be, salt and light and a voice that brings victory and prosperity back to America. God bless you. I'll see you next week.